0: And now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367 1240.
1: 28 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard A. Bear, A. Bear's Garden Center. How are you, sir?
0: Jeff, I'm doing wonderful. I think I'm going to say fall is here.
1: Uh,. Ninety-four degrees, the high next Wednesday. Oh man! Just in time for the festival.
0: Man, you're yeah. watching the wrong station.
1: <laughs> I am the weather.
0: <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, you but I you're just right. Report
1: on it, uh, but it's um, yeah. Again, whether it's long-term uh, warm again, middle of next week, but uh, today's the coolest it's going to be. Uh, we'll see, 90s, lower 90s for the most part until right. again Wednesday, maybe 94, but
0: right no we, i, we, I we saw that hope. next week so but i'm still claiming fall is here because you got to remember even in october it goes back and forth but hopefully
1: in, in the words of bill murray i'm predicting september 21st <laughs> for autumn <laughs> to begin
0: all right i think that, i think that's right on it um but anyway, the weather is nice, and let's just take advantage of it. But uh, So we'll talk a little bit about the things that are going on in the landscape. And one I've, I've kind of been hammering because it's, because it's so bad is in the lawn, that buttonweed issue that we talked yeah, about yeah. is just that moisture that we had for several weeks has really allowed this stuff to uh, take it. So if you haven't walked that lawn, walk it. Buttonweed is the one that. That grows uh, uh, like a ground cover, low to the ground, makes these little white flowers, but it gets really thick. And you want to spot spray it. There's not a lot you can spray right now, Jeff, that you can just overspray that will not hurt the grass. But if it's really bad, you need to kind of spot spray those big clumps. And then when temperatures cool off, and what I mean by cool off, 85 and below, you can overspray and it, it won't hurt the grass. But right now, you want to spot spray, but you want to check it out because. Um, i mean you 'll be disappointed all of a sudden when all of a sudden the weather gets nice and you go outside and say, "Man, what is all of this and so you want, you want to kind of check that out and we start we see, we have seen fungus issues in the lawn too because of the amount of rain, and that 's basically these little round spots, which is very unusual for the summertime but remember when uh, when we got all that rain, it kind of kept temperatures lower and so it, it's, it's, uh, it was there, so look for both of those but the uh, the the brown patch uh, is easier to see. You just look out on the lawn. And you can see these little round spots, and you want to kind of nip that in the bud, too. So that's a fungus issue more than an insect issue. Okay. Not so bad on the uh, sod webworm issues at this point. looks like uh, we may have dodged a bullet. I mean, one year, but I believe it's because we've got several warm winters in a row that caused the population to be so high. But it was a, a really wet season, and they really were out there. This year uh, – we started to see them early on, and really uh, it's not been a big issue Gotcha. sure I'll talk a little bit about uh, garden mums uh Jeff and seems to be a little confusion on 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 garden mums and and how they work and basically, I think most of the listeners know the garden mums are the smaller smaller mums that you see uh, uh a lot in the fall because of the the pretty uh that, that's when they naturally bloom, and they just have the uh the pretty fall colors uh, the, the difference is uh, garden mums blooms as day length gets shorter, and the, the day length has been getting shorter since uh, June something in there, whereas the day length starts to get shorter, and now the day length is obviously getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So you're going to start to see more mums in bloom. The timing of the mums is where the confusion comes, is that just remember if you're buying a mum right now that's in bloom, it's not going to last that much longer, maybe three, four weeks max. So you don't want to buy a mum to say, look, you know, I I need it for All Saints or I need it for a homecoming weekend in the middle of October. Uh, You you can't buy a mum at this point that is really showing a lot of color. It will not last that long. It's not that the mum plant dies. It's just that the blooms themselves die.
1: And they don't rebloom.
0: They do, but they won't bloom until next spring. Oh, okay. So if you do plant them, you you could actually plant them and, you know, you know, mums are very, very popular, and uh, but I would say 90% of them, Jeff, are bought as decoration and throwaway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, if you're going to do that, timing is critical. Obviously, you wouldn't want this thing to bloom out right. before you need it. And so, we recommend if it's for an occasion, uh, you want to you want to get it the week of, uh, and because you can pick it based on how much color is showing. And so that's critical. We don't start. We'll start getting mums in this week, but they're going to be in tight bloom because our festivals and and and, and all the homecomings uh, are, are going to be occurring later. And so so the growers down here don't grow mums that bloom out early because it's so hot right now and and uh, basically oppressive that people really aren't doing a lot of decorating. So they don't want to have to throw away a bunch of mums that bloom out early in the season. For example, uh, I was watching over the weekend, Notre Dame was playing somebody. and Marshall. Marshall, that's right. And they had uh, all their mums were in full bloom. Every year they'll put mums on either side of the uh, uh, where the players sit, and they were in full bloom. I'm sure they'll change them out uh, as the season goes on, but there's an the early season strictly because temperatures are milder and yeah. and people are doing more things early, whereas for us it's a little bit later. So that's really critical. you certainly would never want to buy a, a an all saints mum uh much earlier than you know seven to ten days before the uh all saints day it's yeah. strictly because it's really difficult
1: now, well, now if you how, um, if you buy a mum before it blooms, how do you know how long it's going to take to
0: bloom that, that's the that's the hard part yeah. is that even even as a retailer. You know, now we have good relationship with, with, with the growers. And so we know the varieties and say, look, I'm not going to take uh, a certain variety to the middle of October. And I know it's going to be blooming by all saints. But the trick is, is OK, it may be blooming for all saints, but that depends on a few other factors. And one is how hot it is and how much sun you give it. So if it's really, really hot at toward the end of October and these things get a lot of sun, um, there's a good chance that they're going to be starting to bloom out by All Saints. So you, so it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, in terms of a, a of, of, of just a a consumer, you you got to be careful because every year is different. I mean, th- those poor uh, growers, Jeff. I mean, they'll have a certain variety of mum. That certainly, like a white mum, which is very traditional for for the uh, the graves. Well, one year uh, you might have them all uh, in in heavy bud, opened up, perfect for All Saints. And the next year, it's they almost bloomed out for the same time period, and that was strictly because temperatures were much warmer. and And so, what what I do as a retailer is I will bring them in a little bit earlier, and I will put them in the shade. And you can't really cut back on water, especially if it's warm, because I was they, say, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, it, it's really hard to do because you know the the growers will take mums because mums are a commodity that people want to buy cheap, so the growers have to grow them cheap. And what they do is basically put they put a big plant in a small pot, not a lot of soil, so that so that there's less money. I mean, soil it all cost dollars, so the, the pot size is smaller, the amount of soil is is smaller. And the growing time is is quick. I mean, they will pot them, and within two months they're going to hopefully have gotten rid of them. And uh, but what I'm saying by that is that they take a lot of water, so it's hard to cut back. I mean, it's just it just when we water those mums, I would I would venture to say ninety percent of the water goes straight through it, yeah. and ten percent will stay in the little bit of soil that's there. So you got to water them a lot. But what we do, especially, what
1: about drainage? Uh, because, uh, you know, you, you could overwater them maybe without good drainage, but is that a good idea?
0: Um, no, but what you could do, though, is you, if let's say you just have a few mums at the house. You could put them in saucers. So set these pots in saucers. So that what I just said, that 9% of that water, well, a lot of it's going to stay in the saucer, and then, and then uh, it will go— It can uh, absorb it, it, it as It can needed. absorb the moisture as needed, and that helps a lot. Okay. But again, that's also you know, dictated by at what stage of the blooms are. But not to overcomplicate it. I guess what I'm saying is mums are tricky if you're trying to time it for an event— it's best to buy at the week of the event, or, or you know, in bloom, or, uh, t- ten days before the event, in a certain stage of bloom. You don't right. want to bloom it in heavy bloom, uh, and you got seven days to go because they will start to to. So it, it's a, it's a, it's really more of a looks issue. And if you see it there in full bloom, and you see some blooms uh, kind of decaying a little bit, you know it's now headed south. Mm. And if you got seven to ten days to go, that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you have them in in bud in bloom. Where you have some showing flowers and some showing buds, you know you got a, a good timing there, and uh, it's it's tricky. It's just it's just tricky, but if you if you kind of go by that route, and it, but the other issue, Jeff, is always colors. You know, especially when it comes, we sell a lot of uh, uh, mums for home, people's homecomings, right, right. so they're looking for. Red and white, uh, yellow, purple and gold. Uh, they're looking for different colors, and so that's tricky. So it can be a little challenging. they Are black mums? Uh, I think there are, but uh, I, I don't get them. They're probably very expensive. <laughs> and uh, so.
1: <laughs> it's a niche, you know, black and gold. Right. Yeah, yeah
0: that's always a little tricky, but okay. they, they go with the gold. and uh, But anyway, so that's kind of the uh, short and long of it. Heat, sun, water, all that plays a factor. The biggest factor is variety. And so you want to time it by getting just a few days before, and that will go a long way to, to kind of helping you out. Let's talk a little, a little bit about uh, vegetables, Jeff. And the big one I want to talk about and, and the confusion that comes in, especially now that, uh, you know, years ago when people would plant, uh, you know, these 100-foot rows and and, 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 and and really plant a lot of vegetables at one time, uh, you know, varieties weren't as consuming because the consumer – knew what variety of, of cabbage they wanted and broccoli they wanted because they had planted enough times and knew what worked out and what didn't. In today's world, it's really small gardens, a lot of box gardens that are looking for uh, for vegetables. And, and so I'll talk a little bit about different varieties of cabbage. And can you plant cabbage now? Absolutely. Cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, these night temperatures a little cooler, are helping a lot. The biggest issue with with uh planting vegetables right now is you don't want to let them dry out so you want to mulch them and you want to watch for bugs the bug population is high but you can get an early start and is and you can be successful at this point and it's a good idea to go ahead and do it just so if you have your garden prepared you can start there are many varieties if you go to the store they i must have maybe eight ten twelve different varieties of just cabbage and so the the first question I will ask is, man, which one do I want? And and we're going to ask them, what do they predominantly use the cabbage for? You know, are you going to use it for you know, uh, coleslaw? Are you going to use it for cooking down? Are you going to use it for cabbage rolls? Because obviously, if you're going to use it for cabbage rolls, you need a, a a a leaf that's bigger so that you can you know, put in and roll it. Uh, Or you just use it for bragging rights. Mm. And there are a few that are doing that. They want the biggest cabbage. They want to be known for the the biggest cabbage out there. So you want to kind of know what you want it for, and that will determine the variety that you're going to pick. Now, if you're just planting, you know, four or five cabbage, obviously you're going to be limited to to what you're going to plant. But if you're planting, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40 cabbage, uh, also a good idea, because generally what happens, Jeff, is if you plant one variety – It's going to come in at the same time, meaning that if you plant twenty four cabbage and you plant them all one variety, they're going to produce generally, you know, within seven to ten days one another. That can be a lot of cabbage for one person. Obviously, you can freeze them, but part of the deal is, you know, fresh produce, so you don't have to freeze this stuff. So in in that case, you know, we we tell people in the spring when it comes to like tomatoes, you can kind of stage that out and have some early and have some that maybe a little bit stronger a little bit later with with cabbage you don't need to do that you can you actually say
1: stronger as far as taste
0: well no meaning the plant itself is stronger and okay. if you plant them early uh the plant may start to play out earlier it will start to play okay. out earlier whereas you plant a, a the tomato uh, a month later uh the plant will just maybe start to produce when the other one's starting to to play out so you can do that you can do that with cabbage too but 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 but, but cabbage you can also plant different varieties meaning that uh, uh, a late flat dutch which is a big big cabbage and a copenhagen which is a small cabbage the copenhagen will make two to three weeks earlier than the flat dutch so you can actually plant at the same time uh, all your cabbage but have them come at different times and that's a smart way to do it meaning that um um you, you know you can you can actually harvest cabbage over a four to six week period plant them all at the same time just by planting different varieties that will stage in the general rule jeff is the smaller the cabbage the more tender uh and those are the ones you use for cooking down and all that the bigger the cabbage leaves it could be a little bit coarser a little bit more fibrous and generally those are the ones that you uh use for rolls. not to say that when you get to the the core of the cabbage there's a lot of tender there are a lot of uh tender part in the core but just as a general rule so so you can use them for both, and if you say, "Man, I just want you know one cabbage," uh, because I'm only planting six or, or eight or ten of them, you know, there's Stonehead, there's Rio Verde, there's Savoy. Those are good medium-sized cabbage that, if you plant that, you're going to be successful and, uh, uh, and, and and have a good crop. Other issues you got to look for when planting early on is the bug population. That's really high. Usually, we don't have a Major issue with fungus in the fall in terms of vegetables. Not a huge issue. Much different in the spring crop. Um, uh, So when it comes to the fall vegetables, uh, insects are the issue. The good news is that most of the insects are easily controlled as opposed to spring crops. Sometimes we can have some tough ones that that you have to go to the arsenal. Uh, of heavy uh, industrial chemicals, whereas in the fall, generally not. Uh, There's some very safe organic chemicals that are that that work extremely well. Uh, the the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to check. You, you want to check your your uh, plants, you know, two or three times a week closely, so that you can catch them early. You don't want to allow them to cause a lot of damage because they they can. And the main thing I'm talking about is going to be uh, aphids and cabbage loopers, which is a little worm that, boy, just riddles. will go through mustard, lettuce, cabbage, and just eat eat them up, you know, devour them quickly and really make them look unsightly. So, but they're easy to control, but you want to to catch. So really go observe your plants really closely two or three times a week mm-hmm. and what i mean by closely is actually go in there and take a few of those leaves and look under the leaves and and do a really close visual and if you do that you're gonna find them and you'll find whether it be the aphids or the loopers uh and you'll catch them early and and you'll be able to have some sprays that you can spray that are natural and what we mean by organic is basically safe there's no it's, it's no uh 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 uh, industrial chemicals or fabricated chemicals that naturally occurring chemicals that basically you can spray and eat them that, eat that uh, cabbage the next day or the mustard or the next day and since we are you know when it comes to chemicals most of the most of the things that we 're eating in the fall are the plant itself you know, we 're eating the leaves themselves you know with the tomato plant we're we're eating the fruit, not the leaves well, with mustard and in uh, um uh cabbage and lettuce and broccoli we're we're eating either the leaves or the flower buds themselves so it is a good idea to use uh, uh organic pesticides when it comes to that type of plant because it's being absorbed and so uh it's easy to, it's it's easy to do stay on top of it, especially early and um and if you plant now with the cabbage you'll be eating uh cabbage for thanksgiving uh end of uh end of october depending on variety and some people want to do that timing gotcha. so just to go over some of the the bigger varieties flat dutch is a is an old standard cabbage that gets really big 10 12 pound cabbage there's one called Tropic tropic giant which is a variety of bragging whites rights that'll get like 12 to 15 pound cabbage head i mean big cabbage uh, the one I talked about, Rio Verde, great uh, medium-sized cabbage, uh, three to five pounds or five to six pounds stonehead, same thing. Then, if you want to go with some of the earlier, Copenhagen is a real small, two to three pound cabbage head, real tender, as well as Wakefield and Cut the Buff, uh, which is a uh, which is a these are pointed cabbages, but they're known for their tenderness and uh, and they cook down fast and cook down easy. So a little confusing in terms of variety, but hopefully that kind of, uh, you know, helped in terms of which ones you picked or or, or what goes into making uh, that decision. Kind of switching a little bit, Jeff, now and talk a little bit about uh, seasonal color. Still early. I know everybody's anxious. We're going to get petunias in this week, and we just tell people, if you plant just a few, like in a container, great. You know, it's worth the risk to get an early start. If you are planting beds, the problem with planting too early with any of this—if you plant a bed of petunias and you water them in the mornings—and great—and then you get a ton of rain and then it stays warm, they just melt on you. I mean, it just looks like they just, just flop and they turn to—they turn to melted fungus-looking plants. They die, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then you can do to control that. You know, you can say, well, you can say, well, don't water as much. Well, that's fine, that works. But if we do get a combination of uh, heavy rain and a lot of moisture uh, that's a bad combination for petunias they'll just melt And so, but we do bring in some early because people do have events and things and, and they want to kind of get started but just do it on a small scale Con- containers are much safer than in the ground uh, because of what I just talked about So, and then the other one we'll get early is croton now crotons are the uh, for the listeners that's the leafy plant that has the orange and the red and yeah. just the leaves it's you know Crotons—it's interesting about crotons, Jeff—is that crotons are, do much better in the summer than they do in the fall. Hmm. But the colors are so—they match up with the fall, the oranges and the reds and the yellows—that is, it's really the time. I, I would venture to say that seventy percent of the crotons are sold from September through November. The hook is—is is that they don't like cold weather. So, I mean, I'm not talking about freezing; I'm talking about cold. So we like to tell uh, the consumers, say, look, buy them, keep them outside. They'll do great. Once we start to get temperatures in the 40s and the 30s, bring them inside. And if you have a bright room, uh, it can't be a dark room, but a bright room near a window, they will overwin a great and, and, and perform very, very well. And then you can put them out uh, in the spring. And they will grow. They will double in size in, in uh, one season of growth uh, in the summertime. So it's a great time to buy them. It's not certainly it's not a, a plant that you want to uh, go plant in the uh, in the flower bed, you know. Especially this time of year, uh, it will head south on you when temperatures start to get cool. But a great plant
1: of all the plants you have brought here, I, I'm pretty proud of my poinsettia work. But the croton is about as least maintenance as I've dealt with. And you're right, it you know it, it's sitting. Uh, by window that gets the morning sun if i remember to open the blinds Mm -hmm. it gets the Mm -hmm. morning sun and uh, water it maybe every 10 days that's right i mean and it'll let you know it'll start to droop a little bit if it needs some water and then it perks
0: right back up that's right and uh, so it's a great indoor plant so you can buy it in the fall just know that you need to bring it in and and not just a freeze just when as north winds start blowing they don't like it they'll start dropping leaves and and uh and so so but they but they perform well and then ornamental peppers which is the same thing we sell most of the ornamental peppers in the fall because of the looks of the pepper fall is harvest and so it's a great decorative plant but they will freeze and so that's kind of that's harder to overwinter but you know just a few as decoration is fine the ones that we don't bring in early are things like uh, pansies and snapdragons Uh, uh, calendula sweet peas all that stuff jeff will not tolerate when we start to get into the upper 80s and 90s so you can buy a beautiful plant and within a week or two it's it's going to really look bad and so just kind of hang in there and just wait till we get it doesn't have to get cool it's just it's, it's just what you we talked about earlier with the weather is that you know it's nice right now but in a few days it's going to be in yeah. the 90s yeah. and uh and even though it's, it's it may temperature may drop it's just that if it stays in the 95 or six hours uh these type plants really don't perform well and will head south the advantage of planting these plants however if you can hang in there and wait is that these will give you color from october to next may and uh and that's just that that's the season that i mean springtime is a big season for us fall is much weaker but it's really the best time to plant mm-hmm. and best time for the plant but it's also best times in terms of uh the gardener because it's just a lot, a lot less come, issues yeah. a lot less issues we're going from warm to cool not as much watering and you don't have to protect these plants as much as you think. It would have to get one heck of a cold. I'm talking about lower 20s before you have to worry about these. And, uh, but, you know, 32, 28, 27, a non-issue. And um, so it's a good time to plant certain things. you just got to hang in there and wait.
1: There you go. Anything else you wanted to talk about today? I
0: think that's it, Jeff. All
1: right. All right. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh- when you uh, go to seven days a week, when it cools
0: off, okay. so generally, generally <laughs> it's going to be in Octoberish, uh, and and again last year it didn't start till the middle of October because the first two weeks of October were very warm, but when temperatures uh, when fall is really here,
1: you know I'm starting to see festival decorations, uh, people uh, doing uh, things. Do you have uh, anything that uh, is festival
0: friendly? Well, we'll start with hay next week, and, okay. uh, and so we sell a, a lot of hay during that time. And then the mums. People will use the mums. That's why we bring a few in early. And uh, so that's, that's – and, and crotons. They'll use crotons, but that's the, 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 the hay is the big one. Gotcha. We will uh, look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.